0: When you Angie that, download the free Angie Mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's ANGI.com.
1: This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy glowing skin with OSEA's limited edition skincare sets. OSEA has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. They both come in giftable boxes with savings up to $46 and free shipping for a limited time. Go to OSEAMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site wide. You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. <itarian voice>
2: your old pal dr steve i recently bought a car and during the process i thought to myself there has to be a better way what a pain then i heard about truecar.com a new way to buy a car at truecar.com you actually see what others paid for the car you're looking for in your area so you know when you're getting a great price i went to truecar.com and found i would have saved two thousand dollars i recommend you do the same At TrueCar.com, just take your savings certificate to a TrueCar certified dealer and forget about the hassle of the old way to buy a car. TrueCar users save an average of $3,000 off the sticker price. So if you're ready to buy a car, why wouldn't you go to TrueCar.com? Negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. A hassle-free experience and a TrueCard certified dealer that is committed to a new and better way to buy a car. Save time, save money, never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. Weird medicine contains mature content may be offensive to some listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I've got diphtheria
3: crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave, an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments, the health equivalent of Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go
1: insane. I want a requiem for my disease,
4: so I'm paging
1: Dr. Steve. Dr. Steve! Hello.
2: It's Weird Medicine. First and still only uncensored medical show in the history of radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal g back, cackling hyena with titanium turds. Hello, g back.
5: Howdy, everybody, whatever time you happen to be listening.
2: <laughs> we were chastised about that. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question you're embarrassed to take to regular medical provider, if you just can't find an answer anywhere else. Give us a call, 347-766-4323. That's 347 pooh head If you're listening to us live, the number is 754-227-3647. That's 754-22-penis. She <laughs> yeah. likes that one. <laughs> I prefer 754-bare-nip, but, you know, to each his own. <laughs> Follow our Twitter feed at Weird Medicine. Follow our uh, website at weirdmedicine.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash weirdmedicine. Get yourself a uh, Big Joe's uh, more, uh, monthly visit, five pieces of bologna uh, water bottle. I don't know why it's a water bottle. It makes no sense. But my nine-year-old thinks that's hilarious. Perfect. Well, nay-nay, she's funny. And and uh, so now he has a water bottle with his grandmother on it going, five pieces of fried bolognese, a balanced diet. <laughs> Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything here on the show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician's assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, or whatever. So, uh, wow, what was that? I don't know. Did you know. do that? No, I didn't touch a thing. You Okay. Maybe that... Uh Bike stand I moved
5: fell. That could be it. Yeah, back is trying to destroy the studio. Little I'm by here. little. I'll get this. I'll wreck this place. It's the last thing I do.
2: So I was mentioning my mother-in-law, and then I'm going to mention my sister. I'm just I'm going to piss off everybody in my family today. I've got my nieces on the line right now. Oh, boy. Burns and we'll and get to her in a minute because we talked about traumatic uh, stress and how that can affect your life. And I was talking about a, a traumatic thing that happened to me. Well, let's just do it now since I'm getting into it uh that happened to me when I was um 10 jeez so uh and this is my niece Holly hello holly hello hello <laughs> People will know Holly's voice as she was at one time played a character on the show called Shannon from South Florida. Uh. And that was back when we didn't have as many phone callers and listeners as we do now. We kind of needed a phone call every once in a while. To, uh. And uh, she and and I never asked her to do it, but she just called in with these really fucked up questions <laughs>
5: Took it upon herself to help the cause. Yeah,
2: and she was one of the few callers that we could make fun of because we knew she was my niece. Right. And it's fun to make fun of people, but I've always promised that if people call in here with a serious question, I'm not going to fuck with them. Right. I never want anybody to feel sorry that they called, but Shannon from South Florida was an exception to that. Okay. I think we called her asshole the black hole at the center of the galaxy or something (laughs) like that at one point. I can't remember because she asked some stretchy asshole question. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, so, so this is how I remember it. We were walking I even remember exactly we were in Grand Rapids, Michigan, walking down, and I know exactly. I could drive you to the intersection right now. It was off our neighborhood. I can't remember why we were walking there, but we were walking down from where my junior high school was, back to my house. And my niece is two, and she falls down, and she starts crying. Right. And my sister doesn't even go to pick her up. And, oh, Holly, are you okay? She just turns to me. Why did you push her down? And I'm like, I didn't push her down. (laughs) What the hell are you talking about? First off, this little girl was she was more like my sister than anything. And I, I loved her. So much. I mean, I was eight when she was born. It was like, oh, I'm an uncle, I'm an uncle. I was just so excited. Right, right. She's right. absolutely my favorite, still is my favorite person on the face of this earth. I assume your sister's older than you. Yes, 14 oh. years older than me. Oh. This is her daughter. Oh, okay. This is her
5: daughter. Oh, this is her daughter. Yeah. Oh, okay. All yeah. right.
2: Um, out of wedlock, right? Right, Chowdy? Oh, no, they were actually married. My sister was an uh, uncle. Oh yeah, I got pregnant out of it. She got married okay, when right.
1: she was
2: one month pregnant. <laughs> yeah, okay. all I'm right. Just fucking, I don't then care. Then
1: divorced after six months.
2: There you go. Yeah, it was very functional. So, um, <laughs> so no, I, I, no judgment. I really, I don't. It's whatever. But we, we all have to get through in different ways. And I, you know, I, I, I. Made the joke the other day in church that I'd been married to my wife longer than I'd ever been married to anybody, and so did that go over like a lead balloon? No, they. Uh, I was you in made a,
1: that on Facebook too. Yeah, I did. Well, that was yeah,
2: <laughs> but it was because I I was in a Methodist church. They thought it was hilarious. Oh, Okay, certain churches wouldn't have been say, so a Baptist funny. Baptist
5: church, uh, I don't know if it would have went over as big. well.
2: And her uncle refused to marry us because I'd been married before. And, really? And stuff. Well, he only knew I'd been married once. Before. <laughs> If he'd known i 'd been married twice before well anyway I needed practice, I needed practice to get good at it that 's why that's that's my line, but anyway so um but anyway, yeah, so my sister just turns to me immediately and just says, "Why did you push her down and i 'm like i didn't do anything and then uh Holly has to live with this crazy person so it's like (laughs) stockholm syndrome she's going to identify with her tormentor and so she just looks at me and says he pushed me (laughs) and i'm still mad about it and to this day if someone accuses me of something that i didn't do you know if i'm doing something it's bad enough but if i didn't do it and i get accused of it my ex used to accuse me of having affairs with people now i'm not saying I wasn't flirting with this person or that, but when she would accuse me of having an affair with someone that I was not ha- indeed having an affair <laughs> with, it pissed me off. Of course, <laughs> if I want so, to get accused, I might as well. Yes. So, anyway, so now we were talking between the shows, and Holly remembers this episode differently. Although, interestingly, does remember it. Now, this was I'm fifty eight, so this was this was forty eight years ago. Jeez, right? yeah yeah forty eight years ago this happened. Wow, I remember it like it was yesterday, so anyway, so uh, tell your side of this story, Holly, because I remember you accusing me, and I never quite got over the fact that that uh my sister accused me and then and then it was like et two holly you know when when I got stabbed in the back by this two year old <laughs> that's great.
5: he pushed me
1: oh I remember it well. I don't remember th- that that pushing. I remember a different pushing. That, uh, but I remember it as Martha pushed me. <laughs> my mom pushed me.
5: <laughs> wait, wait, who, who, who? Yeah. Who's I
1: remember Martha? It as, it was my mom pushing me, not Steve.
5: Oh, your mom pushed you down. Oh, wow.
2: Oh, wait, I hit the wrong one. St-
5: Steve vindicated after nearly half a century. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I pushed the wrong They're one. They're
5: off the
2: hook. I am... <laughs> so, after all these years, it was your mother that pushed you down.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: See, I remember you and I talking about it, and I thought that you remembered that, that, or that you had had this false memory that I did it. So, that's interesting. But, and we were talking about memories because. Uh... Well, that
1: was the memory of breaking my collarbone.
2: Yeah. Now breaking your collarbone, we were you and I were sliding down. If I remember right, is we were using a mattress to slide down stairs in my parents' house. Oh man! And then it stopped at the bottom, and Holly was yeah just kept going and broke her collarbone. <laughs> That's how I remember that. Do you how? What's your memory of that?
1: That I was in wearing Martha's, my mom's high heels. And standing, getting ready to go to church, and she pushed me down the front stairs of the uh, Grand Rapids home.
2: I, I I don't think that's what happened, unless you broke your collarbone twice because the this memory I've got was in mm-hmm. Elmhurst. Interesting. Well,
1: maybe I, I remember that memory and then associated with breaking my collarbone. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Because I think I remember you wearing the figure eight thing. So, yeah. Yeah,
1: because she used to always say. Get my shoes off.
2: What are you wearing
1: my shoes for? I'm gonna fall. And then
5: she put. And
2: then when I did see. Oh my god. Oh, Oh, she went see. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's child abuse. That's you know we can't laugh about that. Oh my god. Except that we know the person. I've told this, this story on this show before about my dad's funeral and how everybody was going, oh, stay after the funeral and we're going to go out and eat. And I'm like, hell no, I'm getting the hell out of here before uh, things go bad. And it ended with my brother and my brother-in-law, which is my sister's husband, in the car going – two miles an hour down the streets in this little street in, in the mountains of North Carolina, behind my sister, yelling at her, trying to entreat her to get back in the car while she's walking in front of them and going to walk to Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> so, because, and it turned out that the argument was one wanted to cook hot dogs and one wanted to go to a restaurant. <laughs> And she got she, she was gonna done
1: that plenty of time.
5: Oh my god, drama queens are the worst. So anyway. Oh
2: lord. I'm gonna walk
5: to Arkansas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, well I have a new crazy family. I think uh, and- every family has one of them though. Well, uh, and Holly, you might as well stay on for this one. And there's a little bit of a delay. Holly's usually not um, – doesn't sound like uh, she has to think about every word before she says it. There's a little bit of delay on the Skype today. Um, so she's think of her as a correspondent from from uh, Bahrain and we're in – She's uh, over at the Gaza Strip right, right now. Right, right, we're right, talking to right. her via and, satellite. And, you know, <laughs> they always ask them a question and then they just continue to nod and smile for about 10 seconds before they say something. <laughs> yes. That's Holly today. Um Uh, My mother-in-law, who we've talked about on the show multiple times, has uh, 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 went with us on vacation. Now, this is the same woman that said, I'm going to go see that movie, Black Guys Dressed Up. And what she meant was Men in Black. And she made lasagna with retardo cheese. And she brought my wife some Monique wine. but It was Merlot. And she's not trying to be funny. She thinks that's what this stuff is. Right. And she went on vacation with us and one of the new things, and I got out the iPad immediately and started writing it down, was uh, that we, we had this bocce ball game. You know, bocce ball, you throw out the little white ball and sure. then you have two, two or three balls of I think two, and you try to get your ball closest to the white ball, and you knock the other person It's like down. an
5: Italian version of, like, uh, uh, horseshoes and croquet almost. I guess, yes. Kind of. <laughs> and
2: we've played this on the beach for years and years and years, ever since the kids were, like, three and four years old. And yeah. it's bocce ball. She knows that. And she brought the, the set. She always brings her set with her. And we got down to the beach, and she says, Now, boys, y'all want to play that bunghole game? <laughs> That bunghole game. And I was like, that bunghole game, jo- Joanne, seriously? That's fantastic. Yes, she thinks that's what it is. That's fantastic. It's got to be. She always gets the first letter right. Yeah. Monique is Merlot. Right. You know, men in black, black guys dressed up, retardo cheese. It starts with an R.
5: It's almost like having to speak like with Snoop Dogg, like Faux Shizzle. Like, you got to kind of figure out what the first letter I knew
2: exactly what she meant. That's the crazy <laughs> yeah. thing.
5: You're starting to speak
2: it. You know when uh, when they uh, have Honey Boo Boo and that stuff on, and they put the subtitles underneath. I never need the subtitles. I understand perfectly what everybody's saying. You're fluent, which means I've just lived here too fucking long. But anyway, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that bunghole hole game. Well, the next thing that she did was uh, one my my kid was sleeping with the dog, and the dog shit all over his um, uh, cover, uh. right? And so I cleaned it off best I could, but apparently I missed a a big turd. So that's on me. But I, I bundled it up and I threw it in the washing machine. And I knew it would take two or three loads. I figured I'd do it, run it once on giant, and then come back, and I'll run it two or three times and get all the shit off of it. Right? Well, she comes home, and she I guess she thought she was doing good. And I appreciate the help, but this ain't this ain't help. So she takes it out and it still stinks like shit and doesn't think. Well, this smells bad. I'm just going to throw it in the dryer. Oh no! So she throws it in the dryer and I come in the house and it stinks to high hell. Oh. It smells like someone <laughs> has taken a turd and baked it in the oven at I was 150. Say she <laughs> baked dog shit in like a slow cooker, oh, right? Oh, it's fat. So I'm like, what is that smell? And she's like, Well, I don't know. And I, I just took that and put it in the dryer. So I. I take it out of the dryer, and she said, well, I had to run it three or four times. It's still wet. And I take it out, and there is – and I I said, this still smells, and I unwrapped it, and there's a giant turd right in the middle of it just cooked into this thing. And not only that, so I pulled it out, right? (laughs) And I look in, and I tweeted a picture of this on my Twitter. You can go back and look at it. Baked into the enamel of the dryer is just pure caked in shit dried
5: dog shit and I oh. I said Joanne come here
2: just come here I didn't I'm going to yell at her because you can't yell at an idiot right you know right. and I just said I want you to see what what you've done <laughs> did you <laughs> rub her nose in it what did you do and and she was like oh god <laughs> and it was it took I had it took forever to clean that out and I, had, I made her do it I made her clean it out oh uh, with bleach and stuff. And then we ran towels and the sterilizing back and forth, back and forth, finally got cleared out. So oh, anyway. so So while we're at the beach, so she was just there for part of the time, right? I, we did get her back. Uh, and this, isn't that funny? And there'll be some people say, well, you didn't do a very good job of this prank phone call. But just remember, I'm in the middle of a fucking hurricane, okay? But it wasn't that big of a deal, but we were a little stressed out. We were at the beach when Hurricane Arthur hit. All right. And it hit... Right where we are. But at that time, it was just a Category 1. But for four days before that, they said it was coming. So my mother-in-law would call us and say, well, now, you all better watch out. That hurricane's a coming. And it wasn't out of – you'd say, well, that's nice. It was out of – no. She was just trying to get shit stirred up with us and get us all nervous and scared because that's the way she is. She catastrophizes about everything, right? So – Uh, The day of the hurricane comes, and we've had four or five days of her just trying to stress us out about this hurricane coming. Well, it's a coming. It's a coming. Oh, Tacey, you better watch out. That thing, you you keep them boys inside and all this stuff. And uh, so the the thing comes, and we get a little bit of drizzle and a little bit of rain. But we can't really go out. Right, right. So we decided, meh, what else we got to do? Let's make a prank phone call. (laughs) so I got some sound effects on my computer. You can't
5: go outside and play bunghole, so you know. No, we couldn't well. go,
2: right. <laughs> Good callback. We couldn't go outside and play bunghole. So we stayed in and were bungholes. And so we called poor old Joanne and confirmed her worst fears. And here this is oh, this is what happened. Poor and Joe. I, I had to let her off the hook. I couldn't do it. I know Jim Florentine says don't let him off the hook. Opie says don't let him off I had to. But letting her off the hook actually Ended up kind of being funny, so here we go.
3: Hello. Hello.
2: Oh, oh first off, and it'll be hard to understand what she says because it's hard anyway. But my boys had called her already; they had butt dialed her and were like yelling and stuff. And that's what gave us the idea. Uh, and uh, and then she called back to see why they had called because she was sure they were calling because we were having some horrible thing happen to us because of this hurricane. Okay, so here we go. They Yeah, the. Uh, can you hear the hurricane in the background? What? so you can hear me going get closer to the microphone back you know I'm directing them because now the boys are going to get involved in this. It, it, it's
1: too deep to drive cars in and the golf cart's floating away <laughs> says
2: it's too deep to drive cars in and the golf cart is floating away this is my nine-year-old all right yelling, go somewhere safe. We oh, just told her yes. that you can drive a gun. Where are we gonna Car-
5: go? cars are floating away
2: and there's alligators right. outside. But go somewhere safe. <laughs> oh my gosh. Go somewhere
4: safe, please.
3: Are you sure you're safe?
2: Yeah, they're playing golf outside.
1: <laughs> oh, <you> shit, ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny.
2: What? Back, back telling you there was alligators in
1: the golf cart <laughs> well, I'll
2: break you yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go it's what we call Big Joe Hurricanes oh that poor woman <laughs> <I
4: know>. <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs>
2: gave her a heart attack that wasn't the best executed prank phone call oh. but I only had a couple of seconds to pull it off because that's, we knew she was calling back that's so funny <laughs> that poor woman so anyway, there you go. Well, one other thing that happened to me while I was at the, at the beach, and Chowdy, you'll get a kick out of this. So I lost the keys to the golf cart, right? I had put them in, my, um, in the little pocket of my uh, bathing suit. Okay. And uh, so I, um, I, I went to go get something at the house and get the golf cart, and the, the stupid thing was gone. And the stupid key was gone. Oh, shit. Well, I didn't know they were all the same. So uh, there was a guy there that said, if you just go to the golf, the pro shop, you can get another key. They'll just give you a key. So I had to walk like a mile and then get in the car and drive two or three miles. Go get it. Come back. No big deal. But it was a pain in the ass. My wife was mad at me. Well, you lost the key and Wal- Wallace <laughs> is going to be mad at us because we lost the key to his golf cart and all this. Thing. It's like, you know, it's not that let's not. Now I know where she gets it from. By the way. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, so, but I get home that night and I'm going to take a, uh, a shower, right? And I'm pulling off my drawers and I hear this kind of tinkling sound between my legs. And it's like, what the hell is that? The key. Is stuck to my scrotum. Oh god! Yes, that one of those little uh, key ring things. Oh, yeah. It had caught some of my pubic hairs, which oh, obviously geez. need trimming, oh, and it was just dangling <laughs> underneath my scrotum.
4: <laughs>
2: Absolutely true story. Oh god! And I could have just kept my mouth shut, Old but of course, bowls. of course, I have to run out and go look where I found the key, and guess where it was. And now my kids think that's hilarious. <laughs> So, anyway, what a dumbass. But how could I not feel that? Yeah, really. And I was in the surf. I was fishing. I was boogie boarding, doing all this stuff. And those stupid keys were just sticking to my damn scrotum hairs. But anyway. <laughs> Can you please
1: stop
4: bullshitting and get to the question? (laughs) We're having fun. God damn, this is about as boring
3: as sex with my wife.
2: (laughs) So, uh, Holly, I I do tell my kids cautionary stories about your mother. And uh, one of them is, you know, um, because if they complain like they don't like their cereal in the morning, I could say, well, you could be Holly because her mother used to make her eat Rice Krispies with water. Ew. That's true or false. And how about,
1: uh, cool. yeah, no, that's true. And how about the uh, time she made me eat um, raisin bran with ants on it? What?
2: <laughs> I don't know that story. Yeah. Why? Yeah,
1: she wouldn't, I wanted to go out to play, but she said I had to eat my breakfast. And I poured the bowl of cereal, and I said, there's ants in it. And she's like, no, there aren't. You just eat it. And then I started crying and, you know, just sitting there. And she's like, you better eat it or you're not going. So, of course, I started eating it.
2: While you're crying.
1: halfway. And then she comes and looks at the bowl and she goes, oh, there are ants in it. Okay, you can go. (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: God. You know, and this is abject child abuse. And yet, you know, and we shouldn't be laughing about it. But this is 50 years later, and it's so ridiculous, yeah. you know? And it's who it is. It, it's funny. You know, there are people who say, well, you shouldn't be laughing at that, but it's Martha.
1: Oh, yeah, that's all you got to do. There's all one, you can do. There's
2: one in
5: every family. Mm-hmm. I know it. Don't Reminds mind. me of someone I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, she used to she used to tell me, if I, if or she used to give me, before putting me on the plane to come to you guys, uh, here, take this. If you start to feel uh, plain sickness, and it was kaopectate.
2: Kaopectate. Well, that's not child abuse. That's just yeah. stupid. <laughs> 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 that's like a placebo. She was giving you a placebo. That wow. was she. She was a loving mother. Oh well.
1: Wow. Oh whatever. She's like, <laughs> and if you can't sleep, if you can't sleep, I'm going to put a suppository in you.
2: Oh, that would be her threat. She would threaten yeah. you with that, or well, she
1: do it. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I know. Okay, we need to Okay, we need to do a whole show about this, but yeah. we probably ought to wait till she dies. I'm assuming that she's going to croak before I do, so. Wow.
5: What is uh-huh. it about
2: some people that like to make everything a catastrophe? That's know. so strange. I don't know. Yeah, it's getting weird now.
5: if, if <laughs> I I have people in my family if you said to them, this is nothing and they said, "Is there any chance and you said there's a 10th of a chance that you could die?" They'd be like, "The doctor <laughs> said I could die from this." Yeah. Like that's how they are.
2: Well, we're hardwired to believe the most catastrophic things. And the reason for that is, and uh, this is my hypothesis, and it's not just my hypothesis. I've read this elsewhere, that if you are um, a hominid in the African savanna, and if every time you saw the grass move, you assumed it was a tiger or a lion, or right. at that time, a saber-toothed tiger going to kill you. You had a survival advantage over the guy that just went, eh? It's probably the wind. Probably nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. and so we we may be hardwired as a species to believe the most outlandish things, and that may be why you know. People would rather believe that they've been abducted by aliens rather than a hypnopompic episode, which we have, I think, proven conclusively on the show that that's what that is. Right. But people want to believe that because it's, uh, you know, it's the 1% or the half percent that seems to make more sense. Sure. But anyway. Hmm. Well, all right, Holly. This ended up being a bummer because I guess you actually were abused as a child, so... (laughs) You came out all right? Oh,
1: I have a bookload of stories.
3: No,
2: she's not all right. She is way <laughs> fucked up, but she's delightful, though. So you need to come up. Just come up and visit. We'll put you on the show. We'll do an hour, just you and me.
1: <laughs>
2: Without the delay. We don't
1: have any
2: listeners. <laughs> it's all right. We don't have that many now. It's <laughs> a, one show Ain't going to hurt anything. Don't worry about it. All right. Hey, I'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: Always a pleasure. Okay. <laughs> Love you. Bye. 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 Nice to meet you. Yeah, you can have sex with G Oh shit, she's gone. <laughs> she hot. Well, she's not unattractive. Okay. That she doesn't meet my criteria because she doesn't have the big giant tits, but she's my niece, so I she doesn't have to meet any criteria. I, I know God, you. this family is creepy. Yeah, really. <laughs> you sicko. But uh Stop she was a ballerina. Niece. I used oh, to no bring shit. her around uh my friends when I was a resident, and she would come to the uh to the lake and she could stand there on one leg and pull the other leg up oh wow so you know to where her knee was next to her her ear yeah. and the toe was pointing straight up and one down on the ground that's and another insane. toe straight up and my friends would go holy shit <laughs> yeah. yeah you know trying to figure out what they could do with you know somebody that Someone could be that's flexible like that. yeah, yeah so anyway it's like a yeah. gymnast so she's uh, yeah you would like her and you guys are the right age how old are you 48
0: Okay, well, she's she's your age. Okay,
2: so we'll work it out. All right. We'll hook you up. Fair enough.
0: All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. (laughs) I have fully or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Shane, area code
2: 406. Chase. Chase, sorry. Chase. Oh, I see it. Says... Yeah.
4: Hey, thanks, Steve.
2: Okay, yeah, man. What's Good up? question for you. Yeah.
4: As I'm laying on my back in bed at night, I have one of my, I lay on, or I lay on my stomach with one leg up, and in my lower back, there's like a euphoric uh, feeling that starts to build and it, it, it sort of gets uncomfortable, but it builds to a crescendo, Yes, and then it goes away. What is that?
2: I have that, and I have no idea what it is. It's something I've pondered for the longest time, and it's got to be some kind of spinal reflex because, you know, some, part of the ejaculatory reflex is spinal, and When you start feeling that feeling down in the bottom of your spine and stuff, uh, and I, I have that, I, I can actually induce it. I figured out how to induce it in myself, but I don't. I've never read anything on it that says what it is or if it's a general thing. You're the only other person I've ever talked to that has that.
5: I don't get. I still don't understand what you guys are talking about. Well, it's
2: almost impossible to explain. But what you lay on your back and, it's, and...
4: no, it's you. Learn. Lay, I lay on my stomach with one of my knees up. You know, sort of like, so you're almost on your side, but you're like seven, eights on your stomach. Yep. And then on the lower part of your back, there's a, you start to feel like a little euphoric feeling and it starts to build. And it all, the first times it happened, you know, it was real uncomfortable when I moved, but then I just started waiting it out and it'll build to a crescendo and almost like it, it's yeah. not an, it's not a pain. It's no. like I said, euphoric. And then it, it, like, explodes and goes away, and I don't want to say explodes because there's not a real big right. thing no, again, the no, no. but there's just
5: a it's big crescendo, release right at the
2: end. It's crescendo, decrescendo. That's the best way that I can, yeah. you know. But uh, where do you feel this euphoria? It's like a diamond In your shape. head or in your genitals? I or? feel mine in the L4, lower back. L4, L4, L5. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, I, and then when yeah, I, you, I'm going to do it right now because I can induce it. Okay, okay when I do it, okay. it kind of works its way up into my sternum even jesus mine
4: doesn't work in this tournament it's just that it's like a real it's almost about like a six to eight inch area right there on my lower back that it builds into and then it just goes away
2: dude i know exactly what you're talking about i have no idea but let's put the word out uh if anybody else is having that i want them to call in and maybe we can figure something out it's got to be a spinal reflex because like i said part of the ejaculatory reflex is spinal and when i this is not completely dissimilar to part of the feeling I get when I'm having an orgasm, but it is not the same thing. It's almost like if an orgasm has 10 parts, this is maybe one part of that. So this is like a spinal orgasm. Like, kind of.
5: Sort of.
2: Kind of.
4: I, I
5: can't
2: you even know, grasp my, only thought, my,
4: my thoughts on it were that, you know, it's, it's almost like my back gets perfectly straight. And all the joints open up, and it's like a release thing or something? Yeah. You know what what I'm saying?
2: We need Dr. K here. Yeah. Or even uh, uh, Dr. Z, because we had a chiropractor and an osteopath, and I bet both of them would have at least something to say about it. It's like when I send people to Dr. Scott, he may have some crazy diagnosis that I don't understand from a Western viewpoint, but he's got a diagnosis. Right. You know, and people respond to that. They like it. You know, oh, your chi is malodorous. And they're like, oh, okay, thanks. Right. You know, whereas I was telling them, you ain't, it's all in your head. You're crazy. And uh, and so they would really appreciate that. Same thing with this. Their, their two theories may be bullshit, but at least they would have one because I have no idea. No, maybe what this guy's saying is right. Maybe
5: he's like just realigning himself. And like when you, know, you crack your back and it feels good or you yeah, crack your This is yours. different than that, though. I
2: don't know. But anyway, yeah. Hey, Chase, let's stay in touch. Uh, email me, weirdmedicine at riotcast.com. I'll let you know if I hear from anybody else that has this, and we'll try to uh, uh, right, work it out. Okay. Cool, man. I'm really glad right. you called because I always thought I was just a, well, I am a weirdo, but I would thought in that regard, I was alone. I, I Of course, when I well, discovered... You know,
4: it's it's the same thing. I'm glad I got Judy. I usually listen to you... Uh... At night when I'm working on the O&A channel. Yeah. And so that's the only time I ever really got to hear you. You know, never had a chance to call live. And then I seen your Twitter feed today. So give a call, so I gave her a shot.
2: Cool, man. Well, I'm glad you did. That's wild. It's But, you know, it's we may find that a lot of people have this. It's like when I discovered masturbation, I thought I was the only one who knew anything about it. (laughs) And I, I brought my friend Benny Greenstein over to the house to show him how to do it, too. I didn't. You know, do it to him. I gave him a silk art of his own and his own Annie Fanny comic, and we both beat off on separate sides of the room. But I, I was like, dude, I discovered this thing. I'm, you know, so it may be the same thing with us. You know, you know what's really weird? Yeah. When I discovered masturbating, it took me
5: like a year to figure out you can just use your hand. Oh. I used to lay a beach blanket down and and then fuck it and fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would just like rinse it out in the bathtub and throw it in the hamper. <laughs> yeah, I, when I finally, I, I, I never thought of like jerking off, but I, I would I used fuck to this sort shit of rub out. the head of my penis there.
4: Yeah, and then do it, and then ejaculate. I didn't know you could stroke it.
2: Yeah, when yeah. I was when I was in eighth grade, I remember stand sitting behind. I'll just say Kathy G. And she was the girl in eighth grade that had big giant tits uh, and she was wearing a sleeveless shirt and I could just see the edge of that bra and I knew the goodness that it was holding up. There's that just that little fullness there. Yeah. And I'm in eighth grade, we were supposed to be watching a movie, and I just, you know, put my hand in my pocket and stroked my my penis head on my thigh and was able to complete the transaction that way. Now yeah. I could never do that now, but that was one of the ways that, you know, back then. Yeah, when you're 12, 13 years old, forget about it. And jacking off in eighth grade with Mr. Runk sitting next to you, you know, trying to, it was just weird, but felt creepy. It's so funny. I just thought about that. I used to fuck
5: t- towels. Yeah, well, <laughs> I
2: I used, as you know, a silk foulard because right. I was a magician, and right, I yeah. did a zombie ball routine, which is a floating ball. I yeah, used yeah. this silk cloth, and I used it. I, it took me a long time to figure out you could use lotion or something. Right. And, it, and God help you if you use shampoo and don't wash it off because your dick skin will flake off. Yeah. Or if you use Vicks VapoRub, which I did, no. uh, which works great while you're doing it, it feels all nice and warm, and then that switch goes off after you complete the transaction, and then pins and needles. Yeah, well, it's worse than that. It just feels like you've Ice dipped picks. your cock in lava. Holy shit! And uh, then I discovered that you could fuck something. That was see, I was just the opposite. I learned later that you could that you could fuck something, and I would take a a baggie, a Ziploc, and put Um, uh, lube in it, and it was usually like suntan lotion or something. Because at the time, you know, it wasn't like I could get my hands on KY lotion at fourteen. And then I would put it between the mattress and box springs, and stick my dick in that and fuck it. Wow, crazy evolution (laughs) of a sex offender. (laughs) 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 Well, you didn't, you know, I don't know. How you, it is, there is an evolution there because you have to learn how to do it right. Sure, you know? And then sure. other people are like, well, no, I just use Vaseline. And it's like, well, hell, we got all kinds of Vaseline. I was a Vaseline guy for the longest time. Yeah, so yeah. That was really the easiest. But anyway. All right, Chase, keep in touch with me. Weird Medicine at RiotCast.com. If I find out anything else about this, I'll let you know. All right, thanks, dude. Okay, buddy.
5: A spinal orgasm. That's incredible.
2: All right, we got a an update on a genius. This guy is a fucking genius. remember we talked about my nine-year-old swallowing a quarter, and that's when I knew he was a genius? Well, this guy is even more of a genius. Ladies and gentlemen, Brian from RadioFreaks.tv. What's going on?
3: uh, So I've just been released from the emergency room. Um, Last night around midnight, my wife handed me my TO oral medication for my, you know, Diabetes and all the other shit that's wrong with me, and uh, I asked her to also grab me a needle for my Lantus, which is my long-acting uh, insulin. And uh, she grabs it for me and hands them to me all in the same fistful. Not thinking anything of it, I didn't even look at it, and I tossed the entire batch of it into my mouth and swallowed. And I, I swallowed the fucking insulin pen needle.
5: Holy shit, dude. Are you shitting me?
2: Seriously, bro. No. Nope. <laughs> and and it was like when I asked my kid, how did you swallow a quarter? Did you not know it was in your mouth? He's like, I don't know. And it's, I guess it's the same thing. You know, you have this idea in your brain that these are pills and you throw them in your mouth and you just swallow it.
3: Holy shit. And Steve can, Steve can tell you, I'm taking Bactrim right now, which are big fucking horse pills. So my immediate thought when it was a little tough to get down... I thought, well, the drum must have gone down sideways or something like that.
5: Yeah. Holy shit! So you have a needle? Did it's it capped, have insulin though. in it? That no, was capped. Well,
2: All it right. wasn't the whole syringe.
5: Uh, no, no, I know, but I mean, you know, I mean, he's fat and eats a lot, <laughs> but I wouldn't expect he would be able to swallow a syringe. Without so you had a needle in it. your gullet. Yep. So how do they get that so they, out?
3: They 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 basically took X-rays to figure out where it was, and then they went in. Uh, they waited until surgery. A GI surgery came in this morning, and they basically went in, did an endoscopy, and fished it out. Wow!
4: Wow!
2: <coughs> you know, and I gotta say, I I made. Oh, sorry, that's very distracting.
5: How do you how do you fish it out?
2: Well, okay, they would use an endoscope, and he, I'm assuming they put you out for this. Am I right, Brian?
3: Oh, you you would assume that, and they did give me propofol, but they didn't want to knock me out completely. Okay, because I was because I have you know apneic issues. So, you so have, I got yeah. to experience most of it, and okay. I was gagging and vomiting. And,
2: oh, it's the gagging part I can't handle. I I had my uh, my colonoscopy done without anesthesia, and that's no problem. But, oh, God, an upper endoscopy. And that thing is not small C- compared to no, they your told me,
3: you won't even You won't even remember any of it. We're going to knock you out. You, you'll wake up on the other side of it and we'll have it out of you. Yeah, I was awake for the entire
2: freaking thing. Oh, God, I can't even imagine. Oh. Well, serves you right. <laughs> Holy shit. But the... Um, <laughs> I, I, I may disagree to a certain extent with their approach to this because the needle was capped, and if it was solidly capped, it ain't coming undone. Unless you've got massive diverticulitis, uh, I I probably would have let the thing just pass. I would have x-rayed, x-rayed you to make sure it wasn't stuck in your esophagus, and then I would have x-rayed you a week later to make sure it was not in your colon. Now, the downside to that is if you did perforate, then it's a surgical emergency, and this is kind of easy. But the likelihood that that was going to cause you a problem is pretty small, in my opinion. Wow. But it's done. I wasn't going to so say there, anything before you had it done. But you would have probably laid even money that he was going to shit it out. Oh, no. I would have laid way more than even money. I would have said 99%. Wow. Yeah. Cause
3: my... So the reason why I'm actually calling was not for your amusement, assholes.
5: Um, <laughs> Assholes! We're not the one that's swallowed told, a needle.
3: <laughs> they told they told me on the uh, on the end at the other end of it, all of this shit. Yeah. that I may have Barrett's esophagus.
2: Oh, you well, may have what? Barrett's esophagus. Barrett. Okay, yeah, Barrett's esophagus. Uh, now I'm assuming that they took a little biopsy just to confirm that the diagnosis.
3: Sure, if you say so. Okay, well, uh, well, could, well they should either have. way.
2: They should have. Um, Barrett's esophagus is a change in the... uh, Yeah, go ahead.
3: Debbie said they did not take a biopsy because they couldn't sedate me.
2: Okay, okay. So down the road, they'll probably want to do another one of these. Barrett's esophagus is where you have reflux. It's usually, I mean, that's the hypothesis. Reflux causes inflammation in the lower part of the esophagus, and it changes from one kind of tissue to another kind of tissue. And uh, uh, and the reason that you're concerned about it is it does increase your risk of certain esophageal malignancies down the road. But it's just a risk increase. It doesn't doom you to anything. And are, are you taking anything for reflux now or anything like that, Brian?
3: Yes. This wonderful doctor friend of mine uh, suggested that I try Dexelon because it works so well for him.
2: Yeah. And? And does and it, it works wonderful. Okay, I love it. Right. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, yeah, they, you know, they would diagnose this by actually going. Just they don't have microscopic X-ray vision, so there are some typical, uh, typical appearance markers for Barrett's esophagus. But I, I would think that they would want to get a biopsy down the road. They talk to you about getting a uh, um, uh, a repeat endoscopy in the future. Yeah,
3: they want me to go back and, and put me under anesthesia and get a biopsy and okay. do it right.
2: Okay. Now, look, here's the thing. Um, Barrett's esophagus increases your risk by like 0.5%. Okay. Esophageal cancer is still very unusual. Of all the patients I've ever had with cancer, and I've had thousands, a few of them have had esophageal cancer. So if you have Barrett's esophagus, it increases your risk by 0.5% per year. Now, um, the fact that you have this means that you're less likely to die from it. Why is that? Because you're going to catch it early because you're going to have your EGDs done, your esophago duodenoscopies done, you know, way more frequently than you would if you didn't know you had this. Does that make sense? So it's, yeah. it's like people with cervical, who have cervical changes in their uh, uh Well, those would be in their cervix Uh, with women are more may be more likely to get cervical cancer, but they're much less likely to die from it because they're going to get their pap smears done or their colposcopies or whatever it is done every year rather than blowing it off. So now you're going to take this a lot more seriously, and you're going to go get your your endoscopy done, and you're going to have your repeat, and you'll do your repeats and all that stuff. And if anything does start to change, they'll catch it early, and that's all about early detection. You're an EMT. You know that. So this is uh, actually in some ways almost good news, you know, that they found it.
3: But the logic the logic is is that when you know about something, you can take care of it, whereas if you don't know about it, that's going to be what we'll wind up. Kill you.
2: Exactly. So the fact that you are aware of this means that you're much less likely for that to become an issue in the future because you're going to you're going to catch it early. So so in a in a way, uh your dumbass move resulted in kind of providence because now you're aware of a problem you weren't aware of before and that may, you know, be very beneficial to you down the road. So there you go. Shit happens for a reason. I, I don't even know that I believe that shit happens for a reason, but in this case, uh, it was it was fortuitous.
3: I'm going to just start my own death pool between the diabetes, <laughs> the esophageal cancer, the, the pseudosystem in my pancreas, the the hernias. I'm just going to start my own fucking death pool. Well, it's... Well, it's, I, it's... I, I does, I... I just got told the other day also that I have rather large tonsils and that at almost forty years old I should probably have them taken
2: out. Well, that's because of of your body habitus and that your sleep apnea would. Be better if they did that. But if, um, here's the thing there is a a death pool that you can, that you're probably already involved in. It's called term life insurance (laughs) because that's what that is. You know, they figure out, you get term life insurance and they figure, well, you've got these diseases, this disease, this disease. This is how much it's going to cost to make it prohibitive for you to continue it beyond the point where we think you're going to die. Right. And then just like the casino, they've got it worked out so that even though they got to pay some out here and they got to Pay some out there; they're always going to make a profit. Most people aren't going to die in the next twenty years or whatever. Right, 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 right. So, but anyway, all right. You, I, I have. Right, guys. Well, I appreciate you calling, and I, you know, I was kind of arguing. I, if I had been completely open with you last night when you told me about this, I would have said that uh, I disagreed with their approach. But now that they did it this way, I'm really glad that they did. So I'm glad I kept my mouth shut too. Not that you would have. Right. You know, done anything about it? But, right? Feel better, I brother. Know,
3: you know what it is? You know what it is, Steve. I don't. And I, I know you. I know you know this. I don't take everything you say as gospel, but I like to use you as a second opinion. Yeah. So sure. if I'm at least have down the right path.
2: Yeah. And and there was nothing wrong with the way they approached. It. As a matter of fact, it did a lot of good. So, cool, man. Well, at least you don't okay. have to worry about shitting that thing out. Like stupid blowhard in his tooth <laughs> going through his fecal matter. Oh God. For um weeks, his, his and I was like, "Dude, you shit it, it out after the second day and every every time he sifted through his turds from day two to day fourteen was twelve days of wasted playing in stool, <laughs> yes anyway, yeah, right, he never
3: found the fucking thing anyway. no. no, he
2: never found it, never found it, and then we never we tried to raise money for him. And and the deal was if we raised $250 to get him a new tooth, he would never be on the show again. And we didn't get to $250. <laughs> good, 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 good. All right.
3: I, I, I... I told Debbie I was just going to go upstairs and vomit the fucking thing back up again. And all her nurse friends and her all convinced me that, that was a terrible idea.
4: That
2: would have been if a bad if I punctured
3: idea. my on the way back up, I'd
2: screwed. Well, that would be unlikely, since it's plastic, that that would have happened. But I would have been more worried about it getting lodged in your nasopharynx. Because, yeah. you know, when you puke, shit comes out your nose, yeah, too, and yeah, you can't yeah. control that. And if that stupid thing had gotten lodged up in oh, your nose, Jesus. how are you going to explain that when you go to the emergency <laughs> room? So, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! All right, Brian, Brian, take it easy, man.
5: Brian, feel better. And I just, right, I want to let you know, I'm with you, man. I've been, I've been having some serious health issues myself. I, I had a lot of gas recently, so I know what it's okay like, <laughs> <about>, man. <laughs> God, what an asshole!
2: <laughs> All right, I'll <laughs> see you, man. <laughs> All right, he's gone. Yeah, uh, tell us a little bit about this gas thing. I I tweeted you because I swear
5: to you, I've never been a gassy guy. I'm not one of these guys that belches and farts. People are always like farting and shit. And I'm like not a farty or belchy guy. I don't know. I've always had a good digestive system, I guess. And then recently I've had this like... Like, it happened twice in the span of a couple of weeks where I literally thought I was having a heart attack, where I yeah. had pain in my chest, and then all of a sudden, I let out literally like a windows rattling belch. Yeah. Like, bah! like, what the fuck was that? Right, 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 right. And I was like, why is this happening all of a sudden? And I was bloated, you know, my stomach yep. would get bloated. Like, pants that were loose on me were tight, and then after I'd belch and fart, they'd be loose again. It's like, what is this? Yes. And it was just really weird that it was something so stupid and obvious. I I'm, I don't really drink a lot of different things. I drink coffee and well, water. Well, before
2: you before you give us the answer, I'll tell you the things that I w- think about is usually dietary changes, and people who um, uh, you know go on the Vinny Tortorich thing and start eating a lot more fruits and vegetables than they did before, and their the bacteria in their in their um, uh, intestines are not used to this bounty of of new sugars that they can that they can digest that we can 't, and people get bloated and fart a lot that doesn 't explain the belching though so I have an idea. And uh, I don't want to be dishonest. You kind of already told me what happened, so I don't want to blurt it out. But go ahead. So it, it, so those are the kinds of things that we think about. Why this didn't dawn on me, I don't know. But like I said, I
5: don't have a lot of variety in my choices of beverage. I drink water and coffee, and that's about it. Once yeah. in a while, I'll have a tea. That's all I've ever seen you drink. I, that's it. You know, I'll have a, I'll have a sweet tea or whatever. Except once one in a time blue.
2: on this show, you drank beer and then started shouting N-words <laughs>
5: and stuff. No, it wasn't beer. It was Marys. Bloody Marys. Yeah, yes. Chef
2: Mike's Bloody Marys, which are on our... Website by the way, and our a dot com. Hell of a recipe. Yep.
5: But but for for some reason, for some variety, recently when I was shopping last time, I said, let me try some of these flavored seltzers. And there was a couple that were really good. And I went yeah. back and tried some more, and they get like kiwi, lime, and strawberry. Are they good? They're really freaking tasty. Okay. And according to this thing, it's like zero sugar, zero right. carbs. It's just flavored seltzer and they were really good but i didn't realize i guess drinking all these carbonated beverages yep. and it, i'm not used to it cuz i don't drink soda
2: i'm not a soda drinker carbon dioxide's got to go somewhere
5: wow did this blast me out
2: people drink sodas and feel bloated and stuff it's like dude that you cut out the sodas a lot of times that's all you have to do because you're drinking in uh this water that's been that has carbon dioxide dissolved in it and it's it will come out of solution eventually and the more you heat it the more the carbon dioxide will come out of solution and if your stomach is pretty quick at moving stuff some of it can make it into your intestine and the the, the gas is going somewhere right right and you, can, you may even be able to absorb a little bit of it, but there, it's it's just you're either going to belch it out or you're going to fart it out, one or the other.
5: I don't know how people drink all that Coke and this and that. I don't know how people live on all that
2: carbonated shit because it was killing me. <laughs> I used to be able to uh, inhale, and I can still do it, but I, I, I prefer not to at this point. This was like in the eighth grade. I can swallow a bunch of air and then belch out, me and too. I could belch out the alphabet. Yeah, I can do that. But you can never belch out all of it. And then I would always notice that about eight to 12 hours later, I'd fart Fart like crazy, and so I learned if I was going to go someplace and I wanted to be able to fart, I would just swallow a bunch of air because it's it it has to go somewhere, it has to go, it's either going to come out your mouth or come out your ass, right?
5: Oh, so, it's, it's like when they when they did um, when I had my gallbladder removed and they had to blow up my uh, you know, they had to pour all that air in there so they can yeah. you
2: know, that gas now comes. That gets absorbed.
5: Because they said you might fart or, or belch a lot, and I never did. No, and no, no, no. no. no.
2: If in, the, in your abdominal cavity, it can't get into your gut unless, there, unless there's a hole in your gut, which okay. is a fistula, which would be bad. Okay. So when they pump gas into your peritoneal cavity, that has to be resorbed, but it'll, it can take days to weeks to resorb it all. Okay. And, like, if you do an X-ray on someone that's just had surgery, you'll see air under their diaphragm for a while. Hmm. Yeah, we could get a radiologist to tell us exactly how long, but it'll take a while. So weird. I know. So anyway, there you go. So belching and fire. We should have ended the show there. Yes. Oh, did we do We didn't do the live reads, did we? Um, I'll make it real quick. Amazon.drsteve.com. Amazon.drsteve.com. Go there, bookmark it, use it when you go to Amazon. It helps keep us on the air. It really makes a huge difference. Uh, we've been able to, you know, upgrade our equipment and, uh, we're going to have a two or three camera shoot and some lights in here and that's, you know, that's fancy, re- you know? It, yeah. Well, people, I don't know why they want to see the back of my head. I don't either. I mean, if you go to ustream.com slash channels slash drsteve202, or if you just go to, uh, com, you can watch us live, uh, uh. I don't know what the allure is of having that video element. But I don't either. I think theater, theater of the Mind is always better. But Me I don't too. know. But anyway, uh, you know, those, those things were paid for by that. So we really appreciate it. And uh, just buy everything. <laughs> buy local. But when you don't buy local, buy from Amazon. And if you buy from Amazon, go to Amazon.drsteve.com. The other thing is slash fluid. You have you're playing games. You need a GameFly account. You get a deal. It's like a two week free trial. GameFly.com/fluid. And then don't forget TweakedAudio.com. Use the offer code Fluid. Their earbuds. You could hold some of those up right now for the video users. Uh, those are tweaked audio earbuds. They are incredible for the price, and they're incredible anyway. But they're incredible for the price. My kids use them every time we go on trips. Uh, they can, uh, you know, stick it in their iPod and watch movies and stuff, and uh, leave us alone. And when they have them on, I can turn on opium Anthony or Howard Stern or whatever I want to right. listen to and not worry about them hearing something and being a bad parent. So uh, it's tweakedaudio.com. They got stuff from 14 to $49. And if you put in offer code FLUID, you get 33% off. You can't beat it.
5: Phones, iPods, gaming systems, everything takes earbuds now. Right. And you might as well have a couple Everybody of Everybody knows pairs. what earbuds are for. Thank you. You know what I back. mean? So <laughs> for, for the price that they are on, on that thing, right. you could have... Ten pair because you're going to lose them, forget them. For here. the price,
2: there's none better.
5: That's it. Order five pairs of them. You never have to go searching
2: well, for Well, order them. three and you only pay for two. Perfect. Okay. Or order six and pay for four. There you go. <laughs> Very good. All right. Let's see here.
3: Dr. Steve, what's going on? Got a question. I'm a little stopped up. I, I sit down a lot, but at the end of my day, I do walk because I heard that helps. So I walk, you know, I walk about a mile, mile and a half, and uh, drink plenty of water. So I was wondering, can I take that stuff that you use before they stick that tube up your ass? What is that stuff called? Because I was going to drink some and just clean my whole, stuff, my whole system out. Thanks, Dr. Steve. And have a great day.
2: All right, man. I think he's talking about Miralax. That's what they use for the bowel preps. And usually when you're doing a bowel prep for colonoscopy, you take a whole bottle of the stuff. And they'll have a, uh, and I don't recommend that. You should only do that under a doctor's supervision for a colonoscopy prep. Uh, Or you shit
5: for like, what, a whole day? Oh, it's unbelievable.
2: Well, we used to have this stuff called Fleet's Phosphosoda, which is what they gave No Filter Paul. You remember when Opie and Anthony made him do that and he shit all over the studio? (laughs) That stuff was so forceful. I remember I, I felt like if I stood up and bent over, I could shoot a wall 20 feet behind me with the stuff oh, that was coming out God. of my ass. I mean, it would just shoot out. Ugh. And then uh, the last time I did it, it felt like I filled the pot up, and I stood up, and it was as clear as a mountain stream. You could have drunk it. No. that's It was just absolutely clear. No tinge of cloudiness in the bowl, nothing. Wow. That's how amazing that stuff was, which also gives the lie to that whole thing about the... You know, seven years of concretions in your bowel and stuff. Anybody who's ever done a colonoscopy knows that's not true. Right. But anyway, so yeah, this guy uh, uh, Miralax is is pretty good, but it takes a couple of days. And really, it um, you know, you take a capful today, maybe two capfuls tomorrow, and then you'll shit for acute constipation. Uh, if you're really blocked up, some people will take uh, the stuff you can buy over-the-counter called magnesium citrate. It's real sour tasting, and it works pretty quick. But uh, if you're just going to use it every once in a while, using a Dulcolax or a Senecot S, you just buy it over-the-counter, talk to the pharmacist. It's a bowel stimulant. Most of the time, that'll do it. If it's hard, rocky stool like you had that's hard to push out, a glycerin suppository put in first will lube it up. And then, if you still can't get it out, then using this bowel stimulant like Dulcolax. But only use them every once in a while. If you use them all the time, you can get dependent on them big time. Like a nose spray. Yeah. Yeah. All right? Fair enough. Thanks always. Go to GVAC. Fuck PA John. Fuck him. Thank everybody on the Riotcast Network. Uh, Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Until next time. Check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Angie.